0: You've played the missions, but do you really know the lore?
1: We are here to be your guides. Your Guardians. This is Guardians of Lore. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, Guardians. Welcome to Guardians of Lore. This is episode 113, recorded May 24th, 2021. The topic for this episode is Achilles Weaves a Cocoon, Part 1, and I am your host for this episode. My name is Orchid.
0: And I am Elimist. Yay. Right?
1: Um, yee. Welcome back, us. (laughs) After a couple of weeks. (laughs) um let's see if i remember how to do this here's some podcast news we encourage feedback it can be sent to us on twitter at guardians underscore lore you can tweet at me at hey it's orchid you can tweet at elements at i underscore am underscore elements you can send us an email if tweets aren't long enough at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com you can also leave us a review wherever you can leave reviews for the podcast um you can also just straight up hang out with us in our discord there is an invite for the discord in the description for this episode um you can also find our info on the alongside many impressive lore content creators we're also there for some reason
0: yeah <laughs> still figuring still. that one out
1: i don't know why we're there but we're there for some reason
0: still figuring it out
1: still figuring it out don't know why Anyway, hi, Elemis. welcome back. Uh, hey,
0: it's Orchid.
1: Hey. <laughs> I I am Elemis, Question mark. Um, <laughs> no, I am Elemis. I that's true. I I I am. Hey, it's Orchid. Um, new season. Who dis? Uh, we recorded an episode last week, and uh, the Gorgons just blinked it out of existence. So because the vault of glass came back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excited screams! So, um, we could talk about the new season first. Thoughts?
0: I'm enjoying it. I really, Me too. I really like Override. Um, we are at at the time that this episode is dropping. We have gotten Expunge. I'm gonna be diving yes. into th- that, and and having have died into it weird wording but I play the shit out of it
1: <laughs> you're just talking in the future but the past it's all very confusing as we always do
0: it's all timey-wimey
1: eh yes
0: just thinking vexy things so yeah what are your thoughts
1: um I really like the season so far uh override is a lot of fun um it's also very shiny.
0: <laughs> I love uh, I love the Tron aesthetic of it.
1: Um I love the colors and I love like the pink and teal vibe of it. Um and it, not because I just love pink and teal together. And I, it's just like you? it's such a No. It, me pink and teal what nah, it's such a, it's such a <laughs> vibe for me like i love the color scheme um chroma rush is just like the auto rifle i've just been crutching yeah. it it's so good it, it's um, fun i love it i have a feeding frenzy wellspring roll and it's really gross so i've just been getting like my nades and my melee back almost immediately Ooh, um that's i've dirty. been loving the new warlock boots um the healy boots of orbs of discretion of destruction. Yeah. It's um if you pair it with Lumina, you have healing forever. Yeah. So um they're really gross and I really like it. Um I guess hunters really love their fish boots. So that's pretty yep. great. Um Titans, do you like your boots?
0: I used it in, work. Like I used it in Iron Banner and noticed nothing. Oh, no, so I but like was so that, that a
1: bust for you, but like
0: that was i I only did like five matches with the boots on, so oh, okay. it wasn't enough testing, it was more of just like these aren't doing shit for me right now, so armamentarium,
1: yeah, um, um, it was the Healy boots like really kept me alive during um the contest mode for VOD yes. So they were they kind of were crutch cuz two of us were wearing them. So it really kept uh, our team alive for a lot of it because everything hurt real bad.
0: I had a teammate who ran them. Um, yeah.
1: They kept they kept us alive. <laughs> so
0: And it and it's it's funny cuz he was like, "All right, come on. I want to hit everybody with these." And they would all fly at me. Mhm. And I'm like, I don't need that kind of healing.
1: I don't need that
0: much healing. Um,
1: But you do. Because
0: contest was was, uh, no joke.
1: Mm -hmm. Contest was definitely no joke. But um, yeah, Override is super fun. Um, I really like everything about it. It's... um, it's it's great to go in with five other friends because, like, what I think what's really been missing from Destiny are six man matchmade, yes, like things that you can go in. Like, I really liked Menagerie, um, because, like, and I think also because it was like a mini raid, so it was a little bit different, but I really like this activity because it has platforming and it has it feels a little bit like Gambit, but not it's a lot like the Arrivals, um,
0: it's Gambit 3.0. Like,
1: is Gambit 3.0 and it's way better than Gambit because I don't like Gambit, but <laughs> everyone knows that though.
0: Now, see, oh, now see, my favorite part of Override is after mm-hmm. you actually enter the Vex Gate,
1: mm-hmm.
0: there is one specific middle area that if you spawn with the double slide. You mm-hmm. can gain so much speed. Oh, no. I have so much fun with that. Like, so so I, I jump on the first slide, let it go all the way. Don't touch the controller or anything. Your character automatically, like, drops onto the second slide. Near the very end, jump. You get catapulted across the map. And it is so amazing.
1: <laughs> I, um, I've um i been catapulted a, a couple of times, like, inadvertently by other people. So <laughs> um that's been fun. Uh, I've had friends, like, jump off of me. And then I've, like, flown and just been like, obliterated just by, you know, the architects. So that's been pretty good. I, I have enjoyed that. <laughs> so, yeah. It's... it's- that's been that's been pretty good.
0: It's a lot of fun
1: mhm yeah um let's see what else happened when we were gone um i oh I was in a um I was in a game informer um article yeah a couple of weeks ago that was good that was fun um so well, it was about something I, that was
0: somewhat serious.
1: It was some, yeah, it was somewhat serious. It wasn't just me like memeing on the internet, which, you know, that would have been fun to, to be in an article about, but no. So um, I don't, I don't usually talk about this, but um, I, I have epilepsy. So the, and it's actually like very, it's photosensitive epilepsy. So all those warnings for like at the beginning of Pokemon and things that's like, if you have photosensitive epilepsy, maybe don't play this game. And I'm like, nah, I'm just going to play the game. Like, I'm not going to listen to you. Um, I should listen to them, but I don't. Because um, a lot of times it's usually okay if I'm just careful. Um, but since Beyond Light came out, it's not been okay. Like, I've noticed, like, a drastic difference. And I'm not the only one. A lot of people have noticed a difference. And people who have never had problems or gotten headaches or like migraines from playing it, or even just like eye stress, are starting to notice a difference um, since they changed their like lighting in the game. Yeah. Like it, the game looks amazing, but a lot more people are having problems with it. And I think like the contrast is just like so stark. Like the lighting is just like, it's very, very bright whites and very, very dark blacks. And they're kind of stacked on top of each other. And while it looks really good, like the lighting engine is amazing. It also really hurts really bad. (laughs) And um, there's a lot more flashing in the game. And I've had a lot more problems. Like I can't do presage anymore. I've done it twice. And like I had seizures both times. So um, actually, I've done it three times now. And I was forced to wait and be pulled through the third time. And then I can do the boss fight because I was pulled through and then I could participate. <laughs> but um Oof. uh yeah, my girlfriend does it for me every week to get the lore for me so I can get all of the lore pieces. And and like so and,
0: and like that that's that is a a issue that Bungie sh- needs to adjust. Like they, yeah, they need to I address just... it because yeah. It is literally you, you paid for content and because of a medical condition and the way that they did that content you can't play
1: but at the same time like i understand that i can't do all the content and i'm okay with that um, it's just the way it is it's always been that way so and i'm understanding of that i'm not expecting them to change their game to like just for me or just for like the 1% or the 0.1% of people that can't do it Right, but like but at the same time, it's there. There should be a way that they since can. November, though,
0: there there should be yeah. a way that they can tone it down. You know, it, it, um,
1: even just like a slider or yes, a toggle or something. Like they've been really good about they their um.
0: The their, like, colorblind settings. Their
1: colorblind mode. Yeah, and I have my monitors are set really weird um like if you if you sat at my computer and like looked at my monitor that i use for gaming you'd be like what am i looking at because <laughs> i have the colors set really weird so and the um and all of the like all of the depth set really weird so it it tries to limit that but it's it it's all i can do on my end like i've done what i can for that like i can't Like cyberpunk is a really good example. I cannot play that game because there are aspects of it. Like they've used um, actual like medical grade things that they use to actually give you seizures. Like to induce seizures like in the game. Like I cannot play that game. Because I will get a seizure because it's made to give you seizures. Like they've put it in the game on purpose. Like I don't know why they would the fuck? do that. I don't know why they do that. But anyway, um I wrote a a post on the Budgie Forums. Um it got a lot of attention and not all of it great. <laughs> There's a lot of really toxic comments, uh, because it's the Bungie Forums, so of course there are. But um it got enough attention that um it was written about in Game Informer. So that was really great. So That's good. Yeah. Yeah, I really appreciate it, like a lot. Um, Yeah, and and so Liana uh, Rupert wrote about it, and in Game Informer, it's
0: it's getting Mm -hmm. visibility. Yeah, that's the important thing, and and awareness.
1: Yeah, no, I um I super appreciate it. And I think she was already writing about um she does epileptic PSAs for games every so often. And she just happened to be past that um that post by I think it was King Allen, like sent it to her. So I really appreciated it. And um Bungie responded and messaged me both like um Destiny A and and like Bungie itself. So yeah, I appreciate all of them like for reaching out and talking to me. And they're like, the game shouldn't like make you do this. We're so sorry. We'll look into it. <laughs> like thank you. It's okay. Like just as long as you're aware. <laughs> thank you. Well, because like so.
0: cuz like if you're suffering from it, how many others are suffering from it and nobody knows like it
1: that that was kind of the point yeah that like if i it's me yeah. how many other people who don't have a voice like i'm in a very privileged position of um having you know focus fire chat and guardians of lore and destiny lore audiophile and you know being followed by destiny and you know all these other people like high profile people who follow me on twitter who see you know usually they just follow me for otters but you know, <laughs> I mean, if I if my voice really? can get out there, I I would think people follow me for the otters, not for my other content. <laughs> it's it's that or my like ooo like atheon that I put out there. So, oh god, I mean, it's not it's not the uuu memes. It's usually for the otters. Let's be real. Um, <laughs> so I mean, like, if I if I have the privilege of having a voice, I'm I'm going to use it for good. You know, I'd rather it be used for something like this to help if it doesn't I mean, yeah, it helps me, but I'm hoping it helps the people who like don't have that privilege.
0: So and for anybody who wants to actually read the article, I will be including a link down below in the actual episode description. Oh.
1: Thank you because
0: again it it's about awareness,
1: yeah. It is. It's good to it's good to be aware of the thing and um yeah. I think it's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Anyway, let's move on to something cool. Um we both stayed up way past our bedtimes on um Saturday night <laughs> doing it the vault of glass challenge mode. Uh for tempo's edge did you finish it cuz i sure as hell didn't
0: okay just to clarify my team never even got to challenge mode nope um, so <laughs> what orchid is saying is contest mode uh, yeah we so, didn't
1: we didn't even get to challenge mode we're we're potatoes
0: so <laughs> the way vault worked this time around because it's a raid that everybody's already done. So they were like, all right, since you already know essentially how it's going to work, what we're going to do is uh, you're going to have to complete it once to unlock the challenge mode and then Mm -hmm. do it again with all the challenges. And whenever you fail a challenge, it's a team wipe. So my team got stuck at Atheon on our first completion.
1: Mm-hmm. That's where we got stuck too.
0: Uh, we ended up getting up to like four damage phases, but we just didn't have the DPS. And it was like, it is, it was crazy.
1: It the was The DPS fun. needed, oh my God. The DPS needed to kill Atheon, even just in like normal contest mode, is stupid.
0: <laughs> like we were throwing everything at him,
1: oh and he just was How much not. Was it?
0: it like by our third damage phase, we got him down just below half. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then we got the little little nof- notification that you know Enrage is near. What? Fuck. Um. But no, like it. it was. It was extremely fun. It was so fun. Um. I got a couple good weapons out of it. I have my vision Uh, of confidence back. (gasps) Full auto surplus. Yes. Like it's. It's not zen moment, but it's. It's full auto surplus. It is so fucking stable. Like it. Feels just like how how Vision felt in D one. It feels oh, so does it? fucking good.
1: Oh man! No, I think I, I just got had
0: problems right there. Mm. Oh
1: <laughs> wow, gross! Um, I only got one weapon in all armor when I ran. Um, I got I got found verdict back. I have a of um, um, And the role that I got is super gross. As uh as full choke, a tactical mag, full auto opening shot with a range masterwork. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I
1: I took it into Iron Banner and did a lot of distraction. <laughs> Who needs fell winters when I have this monster? <laughs> LOL. Right. Sucks to be everyone else. <laughs> Cause it is aggressive. So <laughs> it is super aggressive.
0: So since contest has come off, I personally mm-hmm. have as of the time of recording, it is a Monday night. Mm-hmm. I have gotten three has in vengeance, two corrective <gasps> measures. Uh, I have a found verdict somewhere. I don't know where. Uh, so
1: okay. So the the Hez and vengeance does that have the three rockets?
0: Not Again, that I know of.
1: It does it roll with that though, because that was what made it special.
0: Was the fact that it had tripod. D1.
1: Yeah, and so if it doesn't have that, what's the point?
0: Uh, I believe it has Ambitious Assassin as a possible role.
1: Hmm. Interesting.
0: Uh, I'm, I'm pulling it up now. Uh, auto-loading... Overflow.
1: Huh. Okay.
0: Yeah. It, that's the only one that actually increases the uh, amount of rockets. Because um, then I, I see you know the unicorn perk i see vorpal impulse amplifier yeah um but yeah so i i have three different he- four different has hesit- vengeance uh two corrective measures i have a, a fate bringer um like going in I just wanted my vision of confluence. Like, that was the weapon I wanted, and I actually got it, and I am over the moon.
1: Wow. It just, that's amazing.
0: It just, it feels so good. Um,
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. Doesn't it feel great when you get like a good drop and you're just like, yay!
0: Right?
1: Just like, that really great, like high pitched, like squeal internal screaming when you just like get that great drop and you've just been like, you're like, the pain was worth it because, um,
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. the internal screaming matched the external scream. screaming, right?
1: Yeah, I was gonna say because the, the external screaming was very loud as well. <laughs> but I haven't streamed for that long in a long time because that was like a 17 hour stream or something. I was very tired.
0: Yeah. And it, like last time I streamed that long was Deep Stone. Yeah. But I don't stream that often so
1: Right. <laughs> so I had I did an Iron Banner stream. Oh. A y- probably like 8 months ago. That was 17 and a half hours. Of people just dropping in and out for banner and we just did like we did banner and just like normal control like in and out it was just kind of like a really like relaxed crucible stream it was just like friends just like just hanging out with friends this was different because we were trying to get through a raid and sam and i were the only two people really kind of teaching it um, And they had changed enough of it that we're like, did we remember this wrong? Right. And um, so we were just kind of like freaking out a little bit. So there's just like you can see the panic on <laughs> our faces because we're like, we don't remember this. Right. Um, it was it was great. I love that they change just a little bit in each thing enough that you had to sit there and think about it. Um And you couldn't use the same strats that you used to, but that you still kind of could, you know, yeah, so the raid all in all, I think was fun.
0: I would consider I it felt a like a really success,
1: yeah, I felt like I really let my team down because we didn't finish it on Saturday, and I really wanted to get that clear, but um. I don't think anyone minded because like once um once contest mode was off everyone kind of cleared it the next day. Oh so. yeah.
0: Like the mm-hmm. next day my team went in and got three clears.
1: Yeah, everyone just blew through it the next day. I was talking to uh Aura um uh Evil Aura on Twitter who does a lot of um, doggy-type things and streams. He also does um, Planet Destiny. But he um, he was saying that when his team went in the next day after they did Tempo's Edge the night before, he's yeah. like, we were dying so much the next day because we... Um, Because they were like expecting it to hit harder and it wasn't. So they were dying from like stupid things. (laughs) Oh, so so they
0: had that overcompensation.
1: Yeah, they were expecting it to hit way harder than it did. And so they were just like, yeah. So they were dying from like really dumb things. That's the
0: worst.
1: Yeah, it was very silly.
0: Oh, that is. Oh, I feel for them.
1: Yeah, it was uh, it was uh, it was a silly conversation, <laughs> but um, yeah. So your team had fun. Our team had fun. I think. Oh we yeah. Had, like very punchy towards the end. We had to start switching people out because people kind of fell asleep and got tired and um, but I think we had fun all in all. Uh,
0: about half the time that we were actually playing was spent at Atheon. Mm-hmm. Um the last like 2 or 3 hours we were losing our minds.
1: I think our I think we spent a couple of hours at the Templar boss. Um because we just couldn't get um we just couldn't get like the strat down. Yeah. To to get the damage in because we were stopping the teleport too many times. And that was a problem because then we just couldn't deal with the minotaurs because they were just yep. absolutely destroying us. Yep. So we're like, we can only stop the teleport once. We can't stop it like three times like we wanted to to try to get more damage. Um, so that was, um, yeah, that was a problem. And the next time we were, we were actually stuck at like con or at the um, at the gatekeeper. Oh, um. No, we were stuck at Gatekeeper. Jeez. Like right before Atheon, because we we're like, what are we missing? <laughs> we're so dumb. Like <laughs> we couldn't figure it out. So like
0: Gatekeeper was, was kind scary. of rough. I I I will. It was give you that one. Um.
1: Be- it, we were using the wrong supers and stuff, and we had to, we couldn't figure out the rotation because we were trying to do it like in D one and not because they had changed it.
0: Gotcha. Because there was
1: the debuff, so it couldn't be one person anymore. So, because yeah. we were trying to do it with one person running it, like we did in D one, and not like the rotation of like someone has to drop it and pick it up and and run it. So, and once it, we figured that out,
0: and it, it was funny because as as my team would come up to a new encounter, I would sit there and be like, mm-hmm. "All right, this is how it was in D one." If I'm remembering correctly. And then we would see what was different. And it was like, okay, so this is how things are now. Mm-hmm. Let's figure out a strategy for this.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, we got super stumped on oracles. Because it's like four or five rounds. And it's just... That last round of oracles, you have to remember the order for seven of them. And it's... Like, at, at the end, we just had somebody with a piece of paper. You know, and and pencil. Yeah. Because we just... We could mm-hmm. not remember it. Um, Templar gave us a bit issues until somebody cleared it with dual shoddies and anarchy and supers. Mm-hmm. And then my team was like, That sounds fun. And we ended up two-facing him. Um, Gatekeeper. That one didn't take us too long. Like, once we figured out what was actually the issue or what was Mm -hmm. changed, we got it down. and, And, I mean, we had several wipes because of stupid mistakes or, you know... Somebody, you know, trying to get behind cover to heal and just getting one shot by something. And so, like, we had a lot of deaths, but it ultimately was not a difficult encounter. And then Atheon.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: And, like, we were getting so tired that at that point, we were like, all right, we're doing it the old way. We would try it for 10 wipes, and then, all right, uh, people are doing it this way, so let's try it. We would yeah. switch everything up, and then, well, that didn't work. Let's go back to the old way. So we would do that for several wipes, and then, well, I, I prefer the stairs. Like, we just kept going back and forth. Mm-hmm. And it... Getting the rhythm down, like I was messing up because we kept going back and forth and and we were yeah. just all shot like we were mentally drained.
1: Yeah, I mean it happens so
0: it was it was a lot of fun though. For anybody who hasn't ever attempted day one, I highly suggest you fu- you get a consistent ready team. You know, find yes. five other friends and go in with them.
1: It's um, it's a little harder if you go in with like an LFG. Um, I'm not saying it; bad things happen because an LFG team has won Worlds first before. Um, I'm eater like, Worlds, I'm looking at you. <laughs> like it happens. Um, at the same time, like just know that for my team it was a teaching raid and it was rough in some places. I don't raid well with people. I don't know. Like I don't raid really at all. And so for me, it was like kind of a trial of patience because I'm, I try to be very chill when I play. So um, it yeah. was a very long night and um, especially like while streaming so if you're rating and you are streaming at the same time, be very, very aware of who you're rating with and make sure you're comfortable with them. Like, that's, like, my only suggestion. And make sure you have food and that you're drinking water and that you take a break to stand and stretch. Yes. And because my chat reminded me to do that, like, constantly. They're like, Orchid, have you drank water in the last half an hour? I'm like, No. <laughs> So <laughs> make sure that you do that because uh, chat will remind you if uh, you don't. Yeah. So that's pretty important. Um, let's see what else. What else did we do? Oh, um, I was on Planet Destiny and Guardian Downcast this week. I was supposed to also be on um, Lord something. I was supposed to be on a third one and then they're like, can you switch with Bife? I'm like, yes. Why? Are- what? What does my life become? I'm switching with Bife for things. Why is that name in the same sentence as my name? I'm nobody.
0: I, that limey bastard. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, he
1: had a wedding to go to uh, this coming week, so, um, so they asked really nicely if I could uh, switch with him. I stand um, like, behind yeah, what I, I said. I don't have a life. I know. No, he's like that the nicest bastard. person ever, and it's like. <laughs> Kicking a puppy, like being mean to him. So I could never be mean to Bife. He's just like the nicest person. Um, So Lore Lab Live, I think is what. So I'm doing that this coming Thursday. That will have already happened by the time this episode comes out. But yeah, so I was on Planet Destiny on Sunday. Right after having been awake for doing a raid for 17 hours. <laughs> and all of us had just done that. So like Danfinity and I were just like so mentally cooked. We're just looking at each other we're like, what is life? <laughs> what are callouts? <laughs> Oof. He showed me a bunch of um, of kind of like MS Paint level um drawings that people in chat had sent him during the raid of like the call outs that people have made and i'm just like what are these and why do they look like penises (laughs) 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 they were not good (laughs) it was a lot of fun though i had a really good time so that should be up on wherever you can download podcasts at some point um and it is also on uh it's also on twitch if you want to go back and watch the vod you can see my exhausted face uh luckily my camera has like face smoothing and I had makeup on, so I looked less tired than I really was. Um oh, also that... guarding down cast was so much fun. So like Hazel and Gator are just like the two nicest people I've ever met. Oh, and Elvis, you were on you were on their podcast a while ago and they had nothing but like high praise for you and said that you were just like an absolute delight when you were on it um, it was and
0: they are are two of the awesomest guys
1: um yeah they asked me what it's like to grow up in san francisco and i'm like um it was interesting because we just kind of like would leave the house and go look at sea lions i mean (laughs) 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 we lived i mean like we lived like near the water so just like leave the house walk around because my parents like they worked they just kind of like let us do whatever because the city wasn't dangerous back then so it was cool um, you can go listen to that episode. I think they um titled it "Otters Are Mean." So, <laughs> which I, oh, I did in fact say that during the episode. Otters are mean. Oh. Otters aren't nice.
0: And and see, the 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 episode that I was on was named "The Thydra."
1: Oh my god! Really?
0: Because we were talking about um. The chickens, the the uh-huh. the vex chickens, and I have a clanmate who called them Thydra once, and I'm like, oh, that is amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they are the nicest guys. Um, the episodes are typically like three hours, two hours to three hours, but for me, mm-hmm. it didn't feel like three hours. Because yeah. it was just, it was fully engaging. We were all joking, laughing, just talking. It was, it was fun.
1: Yeah,
0: I'm glad to hear that you had a a good time with them.
1: No, I had a really good time. Um, I had a good time on both podcasts. I was, but the fact that I was supposed to do three and Vogue the same week was like a little um daunting for me so i was like why is it all happening this week because when i had scheduled <laughs> all of these like fog hadn't been announced yet so i was like oh this is just gonna be a busy week but oh no oh no <laughs> fog. much oh, more no. busy
0: than you thought
1: i slept like after i went to bed i went to bed at like 4 a.m on saturday after having gotten three hours of sleep the night before um, cause I had kind of come off of like two days of Australian time for work and, um, then yeah, I, had, I, so I had slept like two hours, three hours the night before and then slept like all day Sunday until podcast and then kind of slept. I went to bed at like 7 PM on Sunday <laughs> and then kind of slept like half the day to day and worked from home. Like I've just been like absolutely wrecked since then. I don't know what time it is anymore.
0: I can understand <laughs> like, <laughs> that.
1: Yeah, I don't do well with like weird time changes and like staying up super late and doing that. God, raids take so much out of you. How do you do it? I just can't. It just put me back in the crucible where I belong. But then I tried playing Iron Banner and it was like, this 0. is 5. just as... I was like, what happened?
0: Oh, and see, it's the. Opposite. I forgot how
1: to play Destiny.
0: Like it's the opposite <laughs> way around for me. Raids mm-hmm. are relaxing, and what jumping into Crucible, I start getting anxiety. I I do horribly. Like it, Crucible takes a lot out of me.
1: Yeah, I just like, Crucible super relaxing for me because I can just kind of like run around and then like click heads. But a lot of times I'm just frozen and then like shot in the butt. Cuz and then I'm just like, "Well, yeah. there goes my KD. What is KD anyway? Like my KD for Iron Banner is trash this season." I'm looking at it and I'm like, "Oh, it's like 1.2." So I don't know. It's probably not even that. It's probably like less than one. Anyway, um so we finally released our uh, lore party episode, it was released today on um all available podcast podcasteroos.
0: Podcatchers
1: things. Though that word.
0: <laughs> root. You've been
1: hanging that out with too many Australians. Podcasteroonies, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Podcasteroonies. Um so we did an episode about Elsie and Exos and kind of exo history and we talked about like the Vex exo war I think and um kind of about how exos are made I th- it's been a while since we recorded it so I'm like don't really remember everything that we talked about We also um, but like
0: there were plenty of of divergence that we had especially oh, about Elsie
1: yeah, and I was super sick when we recorded that episode, so I didn't say much, I think. So I almost really kind of carried the episode for that. But, um, yeah, so we actually, I tweeted out um, the link for that. So it's on our Twitter page, so you can scroll back and find it. Um, I actually might pin it, so you guys can find it for a while. Um, but, yeah, it was uh, Connor and Kevin were the two hosts for the lore party. They're so nice. Um, It was, like, such a pleasure to record with them. I'm really glad that the episode is out. Um, I really hope that we get to do stuff with them again.
0: And they were super organized.
1: They're the most organized people we've ever done anything with. I was, their notes are just, like, wow. Their show notes are just the most organized things I've ever seen.
0: Like, their show notes felt like a report.
1: Yeah, I I felt like I was reading someone's thesis. Like our show notes are just like so banal compared to
0: (laughs) right. Like our show notes are just kind of like, oh, here's a list, and then hey, the readings.
1: We literally have like, we have dots of like (laughs) what we're talking about in the twoggle, and then we just have the lore like pasted in. We that's it. We have nothing else. Like all we have is the lore that we read. We don't have notes that we talk about anything. Everything we talk about the lore like comes like from our brains. We have nothing else. Like we just pull it out of our butts every single time. That's the magic of this podcast is that we just make it up as we go along. I mean, we're really organized and we totally think about what we're going to say before we say it. <laughs> Did I ruin the magic, this?
0: There's plenty of forethought.
1: Yeah, totally. Plenty of forethought.
0: Completely.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> what? Uh, no way.
0: But yeah, it it was really fun talking with them. We had plenty of of parts of the conversation that just splintered off because. Oh, yeah, this one thing you're talking about reminded me of this. And I, I, they just rolled with it too. Like, they had specific things that they wanted to, to discuss. And I would take them down a, an alternate path. And they were like, oh, let's talk about that for a moment. So, how, you know, <laughs> and it was, it was a fun episode. Um,
1: it was a really fun episode. I'm so glad we got to do it. Yeah. I'm glad they asked us. It was like such a pleasure to do it and to meet them and um just get to talk about destiny with other people, like and meet other people in the community. I love to get to do that. Like it's great.
0: Now, the one thing I am gonna say for our listeners is they do more than just destiny. Um they tend to do a lot of lore that is across all kinds of different franchises. But if it's anything like the Elsie Bray, you know, A stranger episode that we did, you're going to be drinking from the fire hose.
1: (laughs) So they, um, they do the last of us. I'm just looking at like the latest episodes they've released. So they've done the last of us. They've done ultra scrolls, Hades, Pokemon, um, they've done other Destiny episodes. Spider-Man, uh, Fire Emblem, Star Wars, Doom um, have been the bigger ones. They did a couple cyberpunk episodes. So if you're really into a bunch of video game um, things and comic books and stuff, they've done Infamous. They've done Assassin's Creed. So if you're into a bunch of different kinds of video game, comic books, um, I guess, like books, movies, stuff like that, or the lore of many different things. It looks like they have seasons and stuff, too. Yeah. So um, I would definitely go check them out. Um, they're on Spotify. If you have Spotify, I'm sure you can find them on Apple and Google as well. So, yeah, they're really nice. Connor and Kevin are super, super great guys. Very organized, like we said. <laughs> Not like yep. us. We just can wing it. <laughs> like we are now like we are now Elvis. you're going to be on another podcast tell me all about it
0: yeah so I'm going to be on the Guardians ghost cast on May 28th so the day this episode drops Um, with uh, Truth Lives or Truth Lives I'm not quite sure how he wants that pronounced uh Sweaty I'm Spooks. Certain
1: as Truth Lives.
0: Yeah. As I said it, it kinda sounded right there. Uh but yeah, Truth Lives, <laughs> Sweaty Spooks, and TFB King Kai. <laughs> um Yeah, we're just gonna sit down and talk. Like I I don't even think we have an actual like topic so this is gonna be interesting
1: you don't have a topic are you just gonna talk like destiny
0: i don't know i I, cool. I think they are a more generalized podcast um okay i i haven't neat i am gonna say you know i i am the the horrible guy here i haven't actually heard their episodes yet um and a lot of that is because i listen to podcasts on my way to and from work and i'm i've been working from home the last year so not much going to work but
1: is that going to change now with your new job yes. you just started?
0: Yep. So i'm i'm going to actually be able to to listen to podcasts again.
1: I'm so excited for you.
0: Yeah, me too.
1: <laughs> yeah, new job. Who dis. But But you're excited.
0: Oh yeah. So I think that's it. Yeah. A lot That was a long A lot can happen yeah. in two weeks. Holy crap.
1: Has it been two or has it been three? I feel like it's been nine years since we've It's been eighty four years since we've done a podcast episode
0: don't throw your necklace
1: like into it. the water my necklace is already in the water my pearl necklace <laughs> what up i'm gonna go into a lord network ad
0: yes please
1: <laughs> <laughs> the lord network
0: tune into the spin foil theory podcast for questions so Who is who is an who an or? what is what is an or? what is that for queries did the hive really just body shame the vex into changing their frames for special guests all the guests for spinfoil theories Mar- the, Sabbath Sabbath the spinfoil theory podcast insert information here so why didn't he didn't give the he didn't give the information
1: give me the information <laughs> Oh, uh, Spin4Theory is available on Spotify, iTunes, and Podbean. Uh, you can also get us at, at Twitter at spin theory and or, uh, uh, 4 theory at gmail.com. We'll wash that pearl necklace off. Oh, God. Brief intro to the topic. This book is acquired through seasonal challenges. You might hear some interesting elixir names. I need a pronunciation guide. <laughs> i don't know since you're saying them first you can tell me how to say them go ahead go ahead we'll do and read the first one yeah cool
0: yeah yeah
1: neat all right thank you
0: and that is one egg cloth he comes to europa almost the size of an archon priest but hollow he needs ether if touched he fears he will crumble into nothing. His arms will dock themselves, his skin will shed. He has nothing except his armor and the thousand-year-old loom clutched in his forearms. They mockingly name him Namrask, which means empty weaver. Like naming a human Norman, which, he understands, means not really human. Aramis separates all the newcomers so they will not retain their old pre-dusk loyalties. Nemrask is shoved into a little warren carved beneath the ice. The moon's surface is so radioactive that not even Eliksni can live there for long. The little wintered wrecks are kind to him. Nemrask realizes that they think he is too weak to earn the huge ether ration he needs. He has been put in this warren to die. I can work, he rasps. I can make bandages, capes, armor lining, egg cloth, soup soak, prayer matting, water cloth. I am a weaver. Tall friend. One of the winter drecks says soberly. No one your size is a weaver. Why not volunteer to fight for Aramis?" Namrask shudders. He cannot fight. Not after what he saw in the reef. That thing with its staff. Not after Siva. Twilight Gap. London. Critus promised that this was salvation. Bring me broken eggs, Namrask begs, and I will make egg cloth. How will the hatchlings be swaddled if no one weaves the egg cloth for them? The Drex watch as he uses his teeth to separate the eggshell from the thin, fibrous membrane beneath. He tears it into long fibers and fastens them to his loom as the warp, the threads that run top to bottom. With two hands, he holds the loom in his lap. Carefully, he chisels open the warp with a third hand. Moving too quickly will snap the egg thread. His life depends on this. His fourth hand swiftly passes the shuttle through the warp, drawing the first weft across. The thread does not snap. He has woven. "'Watch me,' he tells the Drex. "'When Aramis is done conquering our enemies, we must know how to make things.' They sit and watch. Their lower arms, half-grown after docking, mimic his motions. Their names are Yorix, Oerix, and Yerix, brother, brother, and sister. When it is done, he gives them the little scrap of egg cloth. They murmur in wonder and rub their cheeks against it. Bring that to the camp, captain, he tells them. Tell them that Namrask can weave if he is fed and given fiber. It is the first time he has ever made anything without ruining it on the loom.
1: Oh wow. Right? Or Namrask. Jeez. So Namrask is kind of being um starved. Um
0: to death.
1: Yeah. And he, uh, it's kind of like fake it till you make it. So and fake this... it till you make it. Norman, um, it's <laughs> doing his best, uh... man. Do I feel for him because I, I do this every day. Fake it till you make it.
0: <laughs> right. Oh, man.
1: Right. hmm. Yeah. Um, but hey, like weaving, that's a thing I know how to do. I took um in college, there were things you could do at like the craft center and like they had looms. And so like like I I took weaving in college. Because of course I did.
0: <laughs> hey, I can weave too. Can you, you? You take synth strand, you buy a bounty God damn it! (laughs) You do the bounty, you get synth cord, and then you go to the loom. You turn that into synth weave. I can, Uh I can weave too.
1: Yeah, but did you know that once you have it, you it doesn't transfer to other characters, and you have to do the same thing on each character? Yeah. Uh huh. Pretty mad about that, aren't you?
0: Yeah. Let's let's move on. (laughs)
1: um but yeah poor um namrask i was just gonna call him norman that's not very nice poor namrask um but hey like he did it he made a thing and um it's gonna save him yeah but uh yeah they're living in a in a weird little cave um on europa and it's interesting that it says that it's so the the surface is so where is it on here the surface is so radioactive that they can't live on the surface they have to live in the cave is it radioactive to us or is it just because we're guardians we can just like be on the surface whatever
0: i think that's most likely okay Interesting. See, see, I I, I want to go back up to his name. They mockingly name him which means- Namrask, which means empty weaver. And then at the very end, it is the first time he has ever made anything without ruining it on the loom. They named him Namrask. Now oh, he's no longer. Be- right.
1: Right. Because he can't weave. But now he made something because he can weave it. So what are you going to call him now, assholes? <laughs> like... Right. Like, I mean, I would keep the name Namrask. <laughs> like, right? Obviously, Namrask can weave.
0: Right, like at this point, keep the name because, see, fuckers, I, mm-hmm. I, I can do it. Yeah. Just prove them wrong. I mean, good for
1: him. Yeah. Good for him. You know. Hell yeah! Um, I want to go over these three names. They Le- sit uh... and watch. they the the dregs. So these aren't dregs, or are they dregs?
0: It could be. They're
1: just called dregs because it's in their language and not ours. Right. Um,
0: That's what I was thinking. Was that it? Was yeah, it was essentially dreg but in elixni. Mm. Right. Because we've seen that elixni language and English do not 100% translate very well. Right. I mean a perfect example is misrax and mythrax.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. I think you're right. I think that, that's Drex and Dregs are the same thing. Especially since their lower arms half grown after docking. Right. So yeah. Mimic his motions. But Eorix, Oryx, and Eorix. Jeez, Louise. These names.
0: Right. Like I stumbled on that.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh the the first one is E-O-R-O. I K S. The second one is O E mm-hmm. R, I K S. So literally, just the E and mm-hmm. the O switched.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And trying to get that. And
1: then Erix Yeah. Yeah. Erix is the third one, I think. Yep. Yeah.
0: Like just trying to get that verbally straight was. Mm-hmm. An obstacle. Difficult.
1: Right. That's a bit hard. A little bit. Should I read the next one? Yeah. Just a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. All right. This is two. Hollow Hot. When Namrask has the strength, he uses non-fluid loop cutters to help the Drex join their icy tunnels with the other habitats. He weaves hollow-hot matting to insulate the tunnels. And soon, some places are warm enough to remove a little armor. A clutch of eggs is hatched, and the hatchlings are raised in the warren. For the first time since he fled the Tangled Shore, Namrask can think of more than his own survival. Then the warrior Phylax, a lieutenant of Aramis, comes recruiting. On the raw ice beneath a black sky... She plays videos of Aramis raising a slab of crystals like a wall. Another where she binds a Vex Minotaur in a casket of frost. This is the future of all Elixni. Who among you would wield this power? She asks. He keeps his head down. You. Namrask looks up carefully. Phylax's shock pistol is pressed to his brow. She puts the weapon down beneath between them, a sign of truce. It makes it Aurelius' bow of respect. You have the size of an old fighter. Why not come forward? He is afraid his voice will fail. It comes out strong, but like another's voice. I saw what happened the last time Elixney reached for new power. And the time before that, and the time before that, I will not be a part of it. Shrugging, Phylax takes up her pistol and walks away. There are many others who will take your place. Later, Eryx tries to change his mind, but Namrask refuses again. Aramis derives authority from her ability to grant this power. She cannot give it to everyone. If she does, her authority is lost, he says. Has she destroyed servitors? Mm -hmm. I think so, Eryx says quietly. Drek talk says that she broke a servitor during a ritual to give power, to show that the old ways are done. Of course. Will society always be based on violence, where the basic worker is not the weaver, the farmer, or the healer, but the drek, one pistol, one knife, one unit of labor, employed to steal what it can, the value of a drek life? And Namrask helped make that law. He rumbles. She preaches salvation, but she cannot save everyone. She keeps ether scarce, more than we can get alone, but not as much as we need. It is the way to rule. You have a mind for strategy, Eurex observed slyly. Who were you before you became our empty weaver? Do you know Hallohaut's secret? he asks, and abruptly places some on the ground for a chattering little hatchling to play gathering games without freezing to the ice. Why it's so valuable as insulation? What is hot secret, Namrask? Why is it so valuable? She mocks him. Namrask shows her one thread of the stuff, and on, so she can see the little bubbles of vacuum that fill its center. There is nothing inside it, he says, but if you Try too hard, you break the nothing, and then it is useless.
0: I like that.
1: Mm-hmm. Me too.
0: Like so this this hollow hot is being used to actually insulate their new dwellings, you know, the the caves. Um and essentially it's they just like this this material has little bubbles a vacuum that fills centers or fill the center. And like, I, I like that. That's cool.
1: Mm-hmm. I like how he's slowly showing like his true character and how he is slowly kind of revealing like, yes, he has a mind for like, we don't know anything about him either. So right. like, um, Erics is surprise at like, oh, you do have a mind for strategy. like yeah, we're also seeing that he has a mind for strategy. like oh, you were like a somebody, you know, back in back in the day. I'd hate to say it that way, but you know, um he he says up here,, um, I saw what happened. The last time Eliksni reached for new power and the time before that and the time before that I will not be a part of it um, and that Namrask helped make that law so he was an enforcer of some kind he's large so somebody that you know had all of that ether if he's bigger than the other um, than the other Eliksni in that cave so he was somebody a long time ago. We just don't know who yet. Right. I want to know more about Namrask.
0: Well, we should continue on then. You should. And that's with three banner cloth. Europa is colder than the void because the ice steals heat faster than raw vacuum. Locally made ether tastes of ice and radiation of metal and blood. Namrask realizes this is not a new Eliksni paradise. It is a very old one. And it always falls. Do something, Yerix begs him. We will all die here if you do not. No, Namrask grunts, picking at his loom. He is afraid that if he goes near Aramis he will accept her gift. Do something, Eorix begs him. Find us a protector. You must have known great warriors when you were great. No, Namras says again. He holds a hatchling to the heat lamp so it can bask in the warmth. He fears that anyone he calls to Europa Will join with Aramis. Do something, Oerix begs him. Find a way off Europa. If what you say is true, then Aramis will damn us all. What are you afraid of? Fine, he snaps. Then I will find us a traitor. For the first time, Namrask makes the long walk to Rees reborn. It is built in the ruins of an old human city, and the angular, crowded architecture makes him growl in fear and bloodlust. He remembers when the Elixni broke the walls of the not-quite-last city and took what was within, Snixis and Pyxis. Guard Aramis's chambers. The twins make irellis to him. She will honor you if you honor her, O oh, great Ach. Don't say it. He growls, not that stolen name. I'm here for Aramis. Where is Varix? When Variks, the old judge, sees Namrask, he laughs. I thought you would be in that hole forever. You put me there, didn't you? Not I, sir. Verix claps two hands crosswise, one pair, then the other. It was the day, Captain who had no idea who you really are. Does it suit you to be forgotten, old smoke-sword?" namras grinds his teeth. Laboriously, he lowers himself on all four arms. "'I come to beg a favor.' "'No,' Variks comes closer to whisper. My judgment stands. Woe of the masses. You gave no mercy and you will get none. You make a habit of serving queens. Who will abandon you?" Nemrask whispers back. Eremis is doomed, Varix. She is whirlwind-touched as i was once she knows what she risks why else would she have sent her mate and children to another star athris is gone woeful news she was aramis's guiding glint you always have a way out I want a part of it. Now you run from battle. The judge's voice is light, unmocking, a sincere question. When Aramis could make you mighty again, I survive now as a dreck survives. I have hatchlings. I would see them spared. There were hatchlings on the ships you abandoned at Rees. Human infants in London. I am no longer the killer I was then. Yes, you are. But I do not want to be. When I was on the reef, I... Nemresk struggles. I saw the beast Ficruel. Before that, I saw the devil's splicers. But this debasement of our form, this revenge, it must stop, Variks. Please help me. No favors, the judge pronounces, not for you. However... Varix's prosthetic hand scratches the letters in the snow. It takes Namrask several blinks of his second eyes to understand that it is human script. Mithrax. I will make your name known to him. Varix wipes away the letters. But this is not a favor. His metal hand touches the tattered blue banners around his waist. In exchange, I want these redone in fresh banner cloth. I will send you the thread. You will weave for me, Namresk. Namresk tries his best, but the banner thread is too fine, the weave too dense, and he cannot complete his task before word comes that Variks has summoned the Guardians the machine spawn to Europa.
1: Oh, no. So this gives us so much more information. So if we go back up to the top, because this is a lot to digest. Um. So what they need to do is get off Europa, because Aramis is crazy, and we agree, because we saw what she did. Oh, yeah. Um. Yeah, so a big agree with like the three the boy boy girl um Elixney from earlier I want to call them triplets but they're not they're just siblings as far as we know um so he Nimresk does the big walk um apparently he's like a big to-do Variks apparently put him in jail <laughs> I think Is that what I'm getting right? Is that he threw him in the prison of elders?
0: That's how it sounded.
1: It sounds like he threw him in the prison of elders, and I thought you'd be in that hole forever. You put me there, didn't you? Not I, sir. It was the day captain who had no idea who you really are. That's how it sounded. Yeah. Does it suit you to be forgotten? Like my dude but it seems like i thought you would be in that hole forever like is that like a solitary confinement thing is that separate
0: i suppose so or is so. that
1: hole or does that mean that cave i don't know like
0: cuz like it it could be read both ways
1: yeah so i don't know if it's like the cave or it's the so I'm to me when I heard it when I heard you read it 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 read to me like it was the prison of elders is that's what it was
0: and and that's because my I judgment
1: read it. stands woe of the masses you gave no mercy and you will get none so to me it reads that he was in the prison of elders
0: and and that's how oh. I read it but yeah
1: mm-hmm yeah.
0: So we see the two of them actually talking. Um, the part that I'm really stuck on is the fact that Varix is actually trying to help, you know it, it's a I... It's a fair exchange I think. Varix is passing a name along to Mithrax in, right. in exchange for new clothes.
1: Yeah. Um I am also I'm looking back up um that I have hatchlings. I would see them spared. So those kids that he's with, he sees them as his own cuz he's taking care of them. I think they they have no family and he's doing his best to keep them alive. Um oh, he's a daddy. And he's a daddy. But um Varix makes the point there were hatchlings on the ships you abandoned at Rhys, human infants in London. I'm no longer the killer I was. And he's just like yes you are. But I mean people can change. Yeah. And he does say like I don't want to be like he's very vehement about that too. But before that I saw the devil splicers like Man, good call back to Siva. <laughs> like Right. Woo.
0: Like they have a, a direct call back to Forsaken, mm-hmm. to Rise of yeah, Iron.
1: yeah,
0: And then Beyond Light. I mean it, it's it's
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm enjoying this this story so far. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah, Fickroll was um was Forsaken. Uh Devil Splicers was Rise of was Rise of Iron. Uh, Mithrax is Beyond Light. Yep. hmm Um, but yeah, so he's gonna help him out because he's sending him to Mithrax. Awesome.
0: Wait, human infants in London.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh. I'm
1: wondering what that's referring to. Like Do you know?
0: I, I don't.
1: It could be anything. Like it could have been any battle, to be honest.
0: Or any but massacre. I yeah. I like
1: looking it up really quick.
0: Uh London was a city on Earth that existed during the Golden Age. The fallen house of devils burned it down at some point in the Dark Age. Lakshmi too witnessed the event.
1: The only time London is in any is mentioned at all on Ishar is in just this lore book three times. It's the only time it's mentioned.
0: Yeah. Huh. Yeah, there's it is literally a one off line from Lakshmi from D one where she says another war story I was there when the house of devils burned London and that's it
1: hmm anyway this is four scatter cape Namrask thunders into the warren on all sixes crying out we must go death walks the ice Oryx Eryx and Eryx spread the word more come than Namrask dared to hope He warns them, we must hide close to the machine spawn and steal supplies, or radiation and ether lack will bring us down. They leave, but not an hour later, a rifle round punctures Namrask's armor. He barely staggers, but the jet of air and ether exploding into vacuum thrusts him backwards. A guardian, he warns, it will call its kin. Guardians love to gather like carrion eaters over easily slain and looted foes. Another round hits Namrask's helmet. Those with scattercloth give me your capes. In exchange for the first cape, Namrask shoves his loom into a vandal's arms. But this is priceless, she protests. You cannot give it. I will return for it, he promises. Feverishly, Namrask stitches the capes into a blanket as blood trickles down the insides of his armor. He fires his shrapnel launcher into the ice to kick up steam. Like this, he shouts, make a cloud and Run. They shoot into the ice and flee. As the ice storm settles in Europa's low gravity, Namrask crawls towards the Guardian under a blanket of invisibility. Occasionally, he emerges long enough to be seen, so that the Guardian will hunt him instead of the others. The Guardian comes for him. Namrask huddles against the ice, slowly freezing. The humans are such gangly mockeries of the form. Two arms... Two eyes and a smooth, lifeless doll face. Stubby little teeth. He remembers the guardians he had killed. Eight times. He has never revered ghosts. He remembers the smell of burning flesh. Ordinary humans. Young and old. Their gardens and structures. Their star and world. Forever remembering giving that long ago order. Burn it. Burn it. Burn it. The guardian nears. Namrask melts a puddle with his armor's radiators. The Guardian uses a sword tip to test the ice at the edge of Namrask's cover. Namrask makes one small sound. I do not want to die yet. A shock pistol burst scatters off the Guardian's armor. They whirl, sword down, rifle up, sights on Euryx. Foolish, brave Euryx scurrying on all sixes like a dreck. She has saved him. The Guardian mocks her, saying... Oh, bonnie, tu tiré. tu voulais mon attention, but tu love un Their vehicle appears. The guardian mounts it and pursues Euryx. Namrask never sees her again. No, not Euryx. Euryx, come back.
0: Ooh, that's rough.
1: Also, French words. So, la fierre? love ear I think
0: so Orchid what is actually being said by that guardian
1: Um, that guardian essentially is saying like oh you shot me did you want my attention well you got it <laughs> like oh you fucking shot me well you got my attention like you cow but like you, know, you got it now
0: uh, but like the Guardian was shooting first. Like yeah, that, the Guardians, a cunt. Uh, yeah. Like,
1: what do you expect?
0: Yeah. But like, I, I, and I, I've, I know. Looking back, I have been in that kind of a situation, where it's just you're sitting there trying to do something, in your menu or something, and then all of a sudden you're just getting hit, and it's like. All right, fucker, I got you. Um, he was pursuing Namrask like almost relentlessly.
1: No, I'm really surprised that um he pursued Namrask so hard and then figured out. that Namrask was just keeping him away from the kids. Yeah. But, but that was that was Yurik's like trying to save Namrask's life. Like she's such a good kid. Yeah. Like she didn't want Namrask to die. She sacrificed herself to save his life. Like, good for her,
0: yeah. She did,
1: yeah. It's really sad, like rip ex. But this was a really stressful like them trying to get out, get out as fast as possible because guardians are coming because guardians are right. shit,
0: right? Like, and and like this, you never. Th- This just reminds me of that opening missions scene where, like, Mm -hmm. you see a bunch of of Eliksni just kind of sit there there in the, the cave and they're like, quiet, 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 a guardian's coming. Like, we have become their boogeyman.
1: Well, it's like during the mission where you see all the stuff that they paint on the walls and they say, like, yeah, we tell the children that we paint these to keep the guardians away so they can sleep at night. And I'm like, oh, shit. What? (laughs) Are you kidding me? Oh, wow. We suck. Like, it's just like, geez. We've just become these awful. Well, so. I don't know.
0: This is an I am legend situation. Okay. And I'm talking book. Not, not that horrible movie. No. Right. So the whole idea there is that they were our boogeyman. And then we turned the tables and became theirs
1: mm-hmm yeah
0: it's the exact same situation and it's it's good storytelling because it's it's showing a perspective of essentially your character, you know yourself and some of your favorite characters from a a the opposite end. From the opposite side of all of it. And it's it can be heartbreaking.
1: You know the um, the musical Wicked? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that. It's like seeing the wicked witch's story, but like from her perspective. Yeah. And she's just, like, going to college. She just wants to save the animals. And everyone's just, like, misunderstanding her. she's like, no, I don't really want to kill you. Like, I'm not evil. I'm just green. Like, you guys are really racist. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I don't know.
0: I don't know either. Guardians are just assholes.
1: Yeah. It's um guardians don't think. They just kind of shoot first and ask questions later. It's interesting. Um it's it's a it's a moral quandary because you don't know which ones are the good ones and which ones are the bad ones because a lot of them work for Aramis and a lot of them don't. A lot of them are just trying to survive and get on with their life. And a lot of them are trying to kill you dead. You know, so it's, I don't, this entire season and last season have really started to make you question everything. And that's why I like, where destiny is going because everything is a gray area now nothing is as black and white as it was in the beginning it wasn't like light versus dark or good versus evil now it's like wait a second like what am i doing right you know because now we're using stasis which is like technically a a dark power but it's just a power it's not necessarily darkness right and light isn't necessarily good if you're using it for evil because we saw the warlords and what they did
0: Right, it, it literally oh. boils down to the whole idea of: is the tool evil, or is it the person who's wielding it?
1: Exactly. Yeah, it's these like very deep questions that you can you can spend hours talking about them and like really picking them apart. And it's it that's what excuse me that's what makes Destiny lore like such an interesting. to talk about especially like when you really get into like the new lore and like the nitty gritty of the Eliksni especially because the stories have gotten very interesting um
0: yeah
1: like we've learned so much more about like their culture in the individual stories especially more about like Aramis and like you know Toki this is not your time I'm talking about Aramis I'm not talking about Toki isn't Toki's time.
0: Toki single-handedly caused the whirlwind.
1: (gasps) Toki is the whirlwind. Did you hear that, Toki? You are the whirlwind. No, Toki.
0: But yeah. And, and, uh... It brings up these philosophical questions that honestly, society is still having issues trying to figure out how to answer.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And... I think that's what makes it good. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh,
0: There was one thing earlier... Let me find it. There was something about Aramis being whirlwind touched.
1: I don't know what that means. Let me. Do you think because she was there with the whirlwind? Because she saw the whirlwind?
0: Aramis is doomed, Varix. She is whirlwind touched. As I was once. It was in the third entry. Um, Only reason I bring it up is because I actually had a clan mate who brought it up and was like, I don't know what this means. So, uh, I'm looking it up on Ishtar, but I believe we don't really have an answer for what that means yeah it's it's only referenced in this entry but considering there are other references to being touched by something you know a, a machine spawn or that kind of thing I think it's it's referring to the fact that Aramis actually survived the whirlwind and the elixne being slightly superstitious about it or it could be that a, a different way of saying you know she is doomed to To lead us to that. You know, Aramis Mm. is doomed. She is whirlwind touched. Interesting. Like, she's leading us to ruin. Weird. So we don't have an actual answer, but. No. The speculation is fun.
1: Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Maybe we'll know more um, as we go on. Maybe. And we read next week. Yeah. So um, I think we're going to cut it. Um, I know this one is a little bit shorter than we usually do, and it's only because this one's only eight entries. So we could have gone and made this really long and done all eight, or we could have cut it here and then do four next week, and I think we're going to do it that way. So we'll do four next week for this one, which I think is good.
0: Yeah. So um,
1: Elmist, do you have any shout-outs?
0: Shout-out to uh, my Day One team. Awesome. That's Mr. Pickles, Micro Ike, Raging Monkeys, Spooky Anime, and Chaotic Josh. Uh, also, shout out to anybody who, who actually jumped into the party, at, jumped into the Twitch chat, I should say, uh, and just partied with us for a bit. Like, yeah, it was six of us playing, but the chat was kind of funny.
1: (laughs) I'm glad you had a good time. Yeah. Chat's always a good time. Oh, yeah. that's a fucking riot. My chat was hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, my shout out is the same. My shout out to my day one team, um, Bad Irish luck, Graves, uh, nameless Queen, uh, Silverne, and um, my friend Sam Atlantis Wash, and uh, myself and Rindle stood in for a bit. Uh Rindle Zevas, our good friend who good friend of the podcast and does audio help for us.
0: Yes. Um.
1: And um. My good mate Chaosova, um. Who is in my clan. So we had an Australian come in <laughs> for help. Uh, towards the end. So um. Did did you? We had. Did
0: you have to promise him delicious otters?
1: <sighs> <laughs> otters aren't food chaos otters aren't food i keep telling him this and then he's like can i eat your cat i'm like no my cat's not food either like none of this is food you guys are silly um but we had a really good time shout out to like my chat and everyone (laughs) who was there um we have this really awful emote that i have since put in the lore hub that is uh um It's a foot and a hand that are like their toes and fingers are like interlaced. Uh, Sassy made it and it's just like it's on Twitch now and it's been floating around. It's now in like certain people's servers and it's just like the worst thing that's ever been created. It's horrific.
0: (laughs) Why would you bring that into the lore hub?
1: I love it so much. Like it's my favorite thing ever. Uh, so I think it's in the lore hub. It might not be. It might not be because we're running out of space for emoji. So it might not be. I did make a new Toki emote. Oh, no, it's not in our server. You're welcome. Good. You've been spared.
0: Thank You've you. Been spared.
1: That's OK. Those those people in Sassy server have it, though. And we've been distributing it through uh, the lore hub. So. Yeah. But um yeah, shout out to everybody from my day one team also. Uh, they are champions for even attempting it. So yay. Yay, everybody tried. And like every shout out to everyone who attempted. Um, it was really hard. Like, yeah. If you managed to get through contest mode uh and then do tempo's edge, good for you. Like Seriously, good for you. Good for you. Uh, epic. Epic job. Like, you're amazing. Um, Good for you for sticking it out. If you even just attempted it at all, like, attempting it is, like, half the difficulty. Yeah. So I hope you guys had fun. Um, Like, day one raids are super fun. I'm definitely going to do it again when the next one comes out. Um, I'm not a raid person, but I had a really good time.
0: Witch Queen 2022. Oh, so if you've never
1: done... Yeah, if you've never done a day one raid before, like get a team, start raiding together, and like plan for it because it is so much fun. It, it is a really it good really time. It is amazing. I swear, like that is like the destiny thing to do is day one raid. Like plan for it and do it. It's gonna be, yeah, between twenty twenty two, it's gonna be a thing. It was super great, and um, we have some special thing. What? And, and like Go ahead.
0: for me. That is peak Mm -hmm. pinnacle PVE.
1: Oh, yeah. It's fun. I'm hoping to to do more raids, I think. I think I'm going to try to do more raids. Good on you. Yeah. I'm going to go outside my comfort zone and try to do more PVE things that's my goal hell yeah yeah i have goals guys (laughs) hooray big time goals it'll be fun i can't just go to the lighthouse (laughs) that's boring (laughs) Uh, anyway um we have special thanks for this episode um The artwork for this episode is courtesy of Volshock B on Twitter. Uh, Thank you so much. The music for this episode is copyright of Bungie. We're able to use it under their fair use policy. God, words are hard uh, because they love their content creators. God, my mouth is not working tonight. Um, If you'd like to dive into Destiny lore on your own, visit ishtar-collective.net. Thank you so much, Baxter. You are amazing. Uh, They are the resource. We used to make our show notes. Um, oh, one thing I forgot. Um, guys, set your calendars for GCX 2021
0: in June. Oh, my God. Yes. Right
1: now. Uh-huh. I'm going to be on the lore panel. <laughs> they don't know what's going to hit them. It's going to be great. <laughs> Woo. Um, That's going to be... Uh, they actually have a date now. That's why I'm saying set your calendars. Because we didn't have a date until now. The date... The GCX lore panel date is going to be Saturday the 19th at 11 a.m. Pacific. That is the lore panel time and date. I will do more reminding as the time goes on. So, but um, it's going to be me, Blue, Baxter, Rhino, Bife, and uh, Mylan. It's going to be the six of us. So we're going to do lore things. Nice whatever that means I don't fucking know what that means someone asks some real weird questions so I can do weird answers and make people uncomfortable
0: what do you think Ada's feet smell like
1: cheese probably I I mean when was the last time she took her shoes off never
0: I didn't mean to answer it now
1: oh I'm telling you (laughs) now (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, visit Ishtar Collective online. Um, they have great stuff. Baxter, um, I I'm so sorry that you're gonna be around me for this. <laughs> <laughs> I love him so much. Anyway, um, here's some reminders. You can tweet at us at Guardians underscore lore. You can just straight up at me at Hey it's Orchid. You can tweet at Elmist at I underscore am underscore Elmist. Uh, you can send us an email at guardians underscore lore at com. You can leave us a review. I'm so sorry. You can join our discord where you get this all the time. All the time.
0: All the time.
1: All the time. Goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Good night. Have a good day. Take care. To uh, love, uh, I don't know this last one. Love and fear. Oh God, fuck me. <laughs> Hi, choki choki's podcast now. Oh God. choki's new podcast director. Hi, choki He's like, yeah, it's mine. I'm so fluffy.
0: Mist w- I think that's good. Elemist was able to spot the exact moment things started going downhill.
1: <laughs> when Toki took over. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Toki. Please go away. He's all wet because it's been raining outside. My, I, I smell like wet cat now. <laughs> I
0: wet smell pussy. Like wet
1: pussy. Oh no. <laughs>
0: I love the fact that you and I both went there at the same time.
1: <laughs> God damn it! Oh, fuck. Do we have anything else on anything that we just read? I don't.